0: Welcome to the Corona of Thorns podcast. I'm Father Peter Swans, and today is Thursday of the ninth week in Ordinary Time. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all.
1: And with your spirit.
0: O God, whose providence never fails in its design, keep from us, we humbly beseech you, all that might harm us, and grant all that works for our good. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, for ever and ever. Amen.
2: A reading from the second letter of St. Paul to Timothy. Remember the good news that I carry. Jesus Christ is risen from the dead sprung from the race of David. It is on account of this that I have my own hardships to bear, even to being chained like a criminal, but they cannot chain up God's news. So I bear it all for the sake of those who are chosen, so that in the end they may have the salvation that is in Christ Jesus and the eternal glory that comes with it. Here is a saying that you can rely on. If we have died with him, then we shall live with him. If we hold firm, then we shall reign with him. If we disown him, then he will disown us. We may be unfaithful, but he is always faithful, for he cannot disown his own self. Remind them of this, and tell them in the name of God that there is to be no wrangling about words. All that this ever achieves is the destruction of those who are listening. Do all you can to present yourself in front of God as a man who has come through his trials and a man who has no cause to be ashamed of his life's work and has kept a straight course with the message of the truth. The word of the Lord.
1: Thanks be to God.
2: Teach me your ways, O Lord.
1: Teach me your ways, O Lord.
2: Lord, make me know your ways. Lord, teach me your paths. Make me walk in your truth, and teach me, for you are God my Saviour.
1: Teach me your ways, O Lord.
2: The Lord is good and upright. He shows the path to those who stray. He guides the humble in the right path. He teaches his way to the poor.
1: Teach me your ways, O Lord.
2: His ways are faithfulness and love, for those who keep his covenant and will. The Lord's friendship is for those who revere him. To them he reveals his covenant.
1: Teach me your ways, O Lord.
2: Alleluia, alleluia. Our Saviour Jesus Christ has done away with death and brought us life through his Gospel. Alleluia. The Lord be with you.
1: And with your spirit.
2: A
0: reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark.
1: Glory to you, O Lord.
0: One of the scribes came up to Jesus and put a question to him. Which is the first of all the commandments? Jesus replied, this is the first. Listen, Israel, the Lord our God is the one Lord, and you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this. You must love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. The scribe said to him, Well spoken, Master, what you have said is true, that there is one and there is no other. To love him with all your heart, with all your understanding and strength, and to love your neighbour as yourself, this is far more important than any holocaust or sacrifice. Jesus, seeing how wisely he had spoken, said, You are not far from the kingdom of God. And after that, no one dared question him any more. The Gospel of the Lord.
1: Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ.
0: I'm sure at this point Jesus was relieved to finally get an honest question. You see, up until this point, he was asked by the Herodians and the Pharisees whether it was permissible to pay taxes to Caesar. Obviously a trap. Then the Sadducees came with this ridiculous question about a woman who had seven husbands and whose wife will she be in the final resurrection. But now we get a scribe that comes up to him and goes, well, what's the first of all the commandments? Like, what? what's the most important one? What's the one that if you get this right, everything else falls into place? And it's a great question. You know, it's the kind of question that you really need to ask a master, an expert. You know, you, you find with, like, academics and professors and stuff, you know, they can talk about the intricacies and the details and they can use really difficult language and terminology. But, you know, it's really only the bright ones, the ones who who really understand their field, that are able to break it down into the essence. Of all of the details, this is what it's really about. And this is the, exactly the question that this scribe comes to Jesus with. I think I think it probably shows a lot of confidence in Jesus too that, you know, He is a guy who knows his stuff. And he is a guy who has true wisdom. So tick for the scribe on this score. But brace yourself for the answer. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. It's the Shema Israel. This was a prayer that was prayed every morning and every evening by faithful Jews, and, and still is. And it really does go to the core. Listen, Israel, there's one God. So you can't have divided loyalties because there's only one who is worthy of worship. And what do you need to do as a consequence of that? To love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. I think there's something particularly beautiful in that first instruction. Love the Lord your God with all your heart. Not half of it, not even most of it, but with all of your heart. It's a call to be wholehearted. Now, when you look at priests and religious, uh, the way that they can occupy themselves to prayer and to sacrifice, the way that they consecrate their lives in poverty, obedience and chastity, you know, we can see the, the kind of full expression of what it means to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength. Or at least you should anyway. But notice that it's an injunction on all of Israel. It's not just for the professional religious, it's not just for some. Everyone's called to be wholehearted. But a lament that I hear, admittedly mostly, from young parents is it's so hard to be wholehearted in faith when there are so many distractions and when we're so busy and when it's so hard. You're running on little sleep juggling 101 different balls in the air, trying to make sure that none of them drop because they're all really important. And then you pick up your rosary beads and start to fall asleep. Or you start to think about the shopping list or the things that you need to pack in the kids' school bags and what they need for lunch tomorrow. Then Sunday morning comes along and, you know, you get the kids out of bed, you've got to get them ready... Of course, they don't want to wear their shoes. You try and get them out the door. You try and get them to church on time. You try and get them recollected. You try and get yourself recollected. And then mass starts and you've got to go to the toilet. You get back just in time for the responsorial psalm, but, you know, baby starts crying and making a little bit of noise. And, and then you've got to contend with the grumpy old lady a couple of pews ahead who's turning around and Quietly judging you for not having children who behaved the way that her children behaved when she was much younger. Maybe mass turns into more of an ordeal than a time of spiritual consolation. And of course coronavirus didn't make things easier, did it? Having to think of new ways of trying to get children to pray and still celebrate Holy Week and Easter with, you know, some homemade symbols and signs and little rituals. I'm sure there are plenty of men and women out there who'd happily swap the wedding ring for a habit, even just for some silence and an opportunity to pray. But you know, even though it's difficult to focus on God, to to give him that undivided attention, you can still love him wholeheartedly. The greatest commandment counts for all Christians. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. If God gives us this commandment, it means that the commandment is possible for us to accomplish in every state in life. All right, sure. It involves a lot of distraction being involved in the world, being engaged in all sorts of different activities, which might not have God as their direct object. You know, priests and religious, we, we've got the luxury of, of being able to have our life ordered towards God without so much distraction. But here's the thing. If my life is a response to the vocation which God has given me, then what I do in service of my vocation, of my calling, I do in faithfulness to God's call. So, all right, I might be stuck in the office, you know, up to my eyeballs in CC'd emails and threads that, you know, you just have to plough through. But what if that's actually part of my vocation? What if that's me responding to God and loving him wholeheartedly? It means then that my day doesn't get divided into, you know, those times when I can turn my mind to God and to pray and you know the times that I can't and, and therefore, you know, are kind of the godless times. No, my whole day can be taken up in service of God. And everything I do during the day can actually now have a, a more profound motivation. Why do I go to work? All right, fine, I gotta I gotta earn my keep, I gotta support my family. But I also go to work because I love God. And this is what's been given for me to do, and I can do it to his glory. Why do I, you know, sort of get up in the middle of the night to change the sheets of the bed of my child because they've just vomited everywhere? It's not just because I've got to refresh the bed, but because I love God, because this is my vocation, this is what's been entrusted to me, and I'm making a wholehearted yes in this moment. So love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. It doesn't mean you don't love anything else, but it does mean that you love everything else for the sake of God, for the sake of this highest love. And this becomes the real secret of holiness. It's not a professional religious game. They're not the only ones who've got a fighting chance at, at fulfilling the greatest commandment. Love your vocation for God's sake. And that frustration you feel at not being able to pray or focus at Mass, let that be an expression of your desire for something more. That's a sacrifice too. Because Jesus commands it, it's got to be possible for each one of us, no matter what our state in life is, to love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, and with all our strength. At the Saviour's command, and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses,
1: and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen.
0: The Lord be with you.
1: And with your spirit.
0: May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace.
1: Thanks be to God.
0: And we finish by praying Pope Francis's prayer to Mary during the coronavirus pandemic. O Mary, you shine continuously on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick. At the foot of the cross, you participated in Jesus' pain with steadfast faith. You, salvation of the Roman people, know what we need. We are certain that you will provide, so that as you did in Cana of Galilee, joy and feasting might return After this moment of trial, help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform ourselves to the Father's will and to do what Jesus tells us. He who took our sufferings upon himself and bore our sorrows to bring us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. Amen. We seek refuge under your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our pleas we who are put to the test, and deliver us from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. Thanks for praying with us, and may God bless you abundantly, so that this day may give glory to God the Father.